Stories, fables, ghostly tales. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, that was swell. Now let's go to town. St. Louis woman with her diamond ring. Kicking that man around. No, stop that, Kay. What's the matter? Am I scaring the horse? What? Seems like a sacrilege singing a song like that out here. This beautiful, clean snow and blue sky. Well, what's wrong with a hot song to keep us warm? If you think the St. Louis blues is going to dirty up the snow, you ought to hear Frankie and Johnny the way I sing it. Oh, stop it, Kay. You're not funny at all. Why can't you enjoy the fresh air without that cabaret sort of thing? Oh, just an old-fashioned gal, eh, Florence? How about you, Edna? Don't you like my songs either? You haven't said anything for the last five minutes. Well, I I haven't been listening to you to tell the truth. I love to watch the snow sort of flow along under the sleigh. When you say that, gal, smile. Gosh, did you ever see more snow in your life? The man at the hotel said it had been snowing on and off up here for two weeks. I think coming out here to the country is the best thing we three have done since we started rooming together. Hiking in the snow is terribly healthy. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. The healthier I get, the worse I feel. <laughs> Crazy idiot. She does say the funniest things, doesn't she? I always say that Kay ought to... Whoa! Hallelujah, we're here. Is this as far as we go, driver? That's right, miss. Can't go no further down this road account of the drift. Oh, my goodness. The drifts are too deep for a horse. How can we walk through them? I second the motion. Well, you young ladies don't have to worry none so long as you keep going down the valley over there. Snow ain't piled up that way all the way to Ma Jenkins. Oh, that's marvelous. Come on, girls. Let's get started. So long. Take care of yourselves, girls. Come on, Edna. Bye, Miss Carl. Listen to the snow talking at us. It's very dry snow. Our feet rub particles of it together and the Ooh. friction makes a sound. Kind of scary, mm. isn't it? Why? Oh, I don't know. It's just mm. as if the snow was sort of trying to talk to mm. us. I mean, as if it was angry at our trespassing. Hey, don't tell me we're trespassing. I don't want any country squire taking any pot shots at my uh, constitutional amendment with rock salt. No, thank you. Oh, don't talk nonsense, Kay. We're not trespassing. Why, this path through the valley here over to Mrs. Jenkins' house is the favorite hike of everyone who comes up this way during the winter. What's Mrs. Jenkins got anyway that makes people walk their feet off? <laughs> Wait till you taste her cooking. Eat. Oh, boy, let's go. It's awfully quiet out here, isn't it? Oh, that's the glory of it. I've had the roar of the subway in my ears so long. Okay, don't walk so fast. Come on, look what I found. Oh, come on, Edna. Oh, please. Let me take your arm. I'm getting out of breath. But take it easy. There's no hurry. <sighs> well, what is it, Kay? Look, through the circle of trees here. Look what I discovered. Well, isn't that interesting? It's a sort of a natural amphitheater. Sure. Say, who was this guy, Daniel Boone? What's an amphitheater? Well, that, that means an oval circling place with rising tiers of seats. It's, you know, like that place we went to for the horse show. Oh. Back in the times of the Greeks, they had outdoor theaters. Listen to the professor. They made use of places just like this, where the ground sloped up and made a sort of a natural arena or stage below. Theater! That's an idea. Sit down, gals, and I'll give you a special performance of the K Follies. It's awful snowy here, isn't it? I'll trample it down with my spring dance. Welcome, sweet spring. <laughs> She's really grateful, isn't she? I'll bet if she went on the stage... Ow! Kay! Kay! Kay, did you hurt yourself? Oh, did I land on my dignity. Here, give me a hand. Here, I'll help you. 
There you are. Oh, did I take a flop. Did you hurt yourself badly? I'll live. What in the world did I trip over? Oh, no wonder. Look at that rock under the snow. No wonder I did a nosedive. Oh, my goodness. Gee. There are rocks like that all over. Oh. A person could break their neck if they... Girls, what's the matter? What is it? Hey, the rock you tripped over. It... It's not a rock. What are you talking about? Of course it's a rock. Well, yes, but it's something... Something more than that. It's a tombstone. Oh. Tombstone? Oh, no, it, it can't be. Look for yourself. It says, Here lies buried the remains of one who, restless in life... Stop! Sorry anymore. Stop! And... And all these other stones laying flat on the ground. They're tombstones, too? Yes. Whew, what a place to pick to dance. <gasps> What's the matter, Edna? What did you scream for? Hey, you, you danced on the grave. What? You danced on the grave. I saw you. I saw you do it. You danced on the grave. Okay. Edna, stop it. Stop oh, it. What's come into her? Edna, stop that. Edna, Edna stop for heaven's sake. Control yourself. Okay. Okay, I'm so sorry for you. You danced on a grave. For heaven's sake, stop talking like that. Sure, I danced on a grave. Well, yes, of course you did. It was perfectly accidental. And what if it was? What of it? The poltergeist. The what? Edna Hansen, what are you talking about? What's that word you just used? Poltergeist. Okay, what have you done? You superstitious little fool. If you don't stop talking that way, I'm going to slap your face. What's the matter with you? I didn't do anything. You walked on a grave. You danced on the grave. So Edna, what? be sensible. We all walked on graves, but it was purely accidental. Yeah. We had no intention of desecrating them. It doesn't matter, I tell you. It doesn't matter. The poltergeist. He'll come. I know he will. Oh, what the you? She's crazy. Edna, what are you talking about? What's the poltergeist? What are you so frightened about? My father, he told me, if you walk on a grave, if you dance on a grave, the poltergeist. Poltergeist what? What is a poltergeist? An evil spirit. It comes out of the grave. It kills. It destroys. It'll kill us. It'll kill us all. Stop it. It's things Oh, out please. Yeah. Lay off that way. Edna. Edna. But it won't get me. Oh, Edna, away. come back oh, here. Away. She's gone insane. I'll get her. Edna. Can't catch her. Edna. Edna, don't run away. Nothing will hurt you. Nothing. Oh, Edna, look out. Okay. Okay, what happened? That stone. It hit Edna. Edna. Edna, open your eyes. Blood. Blood all over her face. Kay, who threw that stone? Who threw it? I don't know. It came from the graveyard. Ladies and gentlemen, a deep breath. We all need one before we go on with the story of Kay, Florence, and Edna. The story of Poltergeist on tonight's Lights Out. You and I are rational people, and yet so many strange things are happening today, happening to people all around us. How about you? Are, are you worried about what's going on to your physical condition? Now, to return to Lights Out. Three girls had started on a happy holiday. Now one of them has been gravely injured. Now, girls, take it easy. Take it easy. Oh, doctor, she won't die. Tell me she won't die. Oh, no, of course not. And you're sure that her skull isn't fractured? Oh, absolutely not. Maybe a little concussion, that's all. Well, it's almost five. Our train. Can we get someone to help us carry her down to the station so we can get her on board? Board? 
I'm telling you, that little friend of yours shouldn't be moved out of bed for a week. If you do, well, it might be just too bad. Oh, Flo, what'll we do? You go home, Kate. I'll stay with her. Oh, no, you won't. I'm not leaving you here alone in this godforsaken place. If you stay, I stay too, Kate. Please be sensible. Why should we all lose our jobs when you If you'll excuse me, you ladies, I've got to be on my way. Oh, yes, of course, Doctor. Is there anything more you can do for Edna, Doctor? Any medicine or something? Nope, I've done all I can do. She's sleeping comfortable now. Uh, miss? Yes, Doctor? The constable's sick too, you know, and he's sort of depending on me to keep things straight. Now, uh, just how did you say that little friend of yours got hurt? Well, it was just the way we explained, Doctor, that rock came flying and... Yes, yes, I know, but who threw the rock? We... we don't know. What? That's true, Doctor. We don't know. But somebody threw it. You can't change facts. Somebody threw the rock that cracked her head. For heaven's sake, old man, you don't think we did it? No, okay, miss, I didn't. Excited. Doctor, you've got to believe us. It happened just the way we said. All at once, that rock came flying through the air from the direction of the graveyard. It struck Edna, and, and we just didn't see who threw it. All right, if that's your story. Well, you better stay in your rooms here. I mean, you better not be leaving until the constable's on his feet and has a chance to talk with you. I'll be back in a few hours and see how the girl is. He doesn't believe us. What difference does it make? We know what we saw. But what did we see? She was running. She she fell. Hey. Well? Let's not fool ourselves. There was no one there to throw that rock. There must have been. But there wasn't. Stop saying that! Aren't you brave enough to face that? There wasn't any place for anyone to hide. I saw that stone. It seemed to come down out of the air. So slow. Florence, if you don't stop talking like you that... remember what... What everything? It throws things. Stop looking at me like that. You're giving me the jitters. She said the poltergeist throws things. Spirit of evil. Florence, Robert, you gone crazy too? Why should we laugh at things like that? What right have we got to laugh? How do we know there aren't powers we can't see or understand? Powers of evil that revenge and insult, just like an evil man. Kay, how do we know? What are you talking like that for? What are you trying to scare me for? You, you're supposed to be the most intelligent one of us all. You with your college degrees. Sure, sure, I danced on the grave. But the dead are dead and they can't revenge a thing. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of anything. I tell you, it's not... What? He said, no. Come on. Edna, we're coming to you. Don't be afraid. We're coming. Open the door, Florence. It's not locked. Duck, it won't Here, let me. Edna, what is it? What? Edna, what? On your head. Oh. Oh. Oh, that girl on the bed, her head, it's crushed flat in by a rock. God in heaven, it's not a rock, it's a tombstone. Ha, 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 ha.
I wish I could cry. But I haven't got any more tears. Florence, darling, please. You'll kill yourself if you keep on like that. Oh, this horrible night would only end. It was my fault. Mine. I was the one who got her out here. She didn't want to go. She hates the country. But I made her come. I made her. No. No, you're not the one to blame. I am. I danced on the grave. But she was so good. So sweet. Oh, why does it have to be Edna? Why? You're right. It wasn't right for it to be her, was it? Oh, no. I did it, not her. I did it. I danced on the grave. I danced. Can't deny what you see with your own eyes. But I tell you, Doc, nobody could have carried that tombstone up the steps without me seeing him, could they? But there it is, ain't it? There. There it is. Either somebody's playing a terrible joke or... You don't have to say it, Doc. I know. That's just the trouble. You don't know, and I don't know, and nobody knows. Yeah. And, and that tombstone... Well, what about the tombstone? I... I ain't quite sure, but that's a tombstone out of the old burying grounds up at the bend. You're crazy. No, I ain't either. Well, that place is a good three miles from here. Yeah. I know. Who could have carted a heavy stone like that for three miles? Yeah. Who? Stop looking like that, you flap-eared old fool. Human hands carried that stone in here and killed that girl? Sure. Yeah, the constable will find out who did it the minute he's on his feet again. You wait and see. No, he won't, Doc. You're smarter than me and all that, but oh, this time you're wrong. There ain't nobody that takes in breath and leaves out breath like you and me, or the constable's going to find out who killed that girl. You know that, Doc. No, stop talking. I wish the constable was here and this night was over. It's been a terrible night. Terrible. Yeah, I know. I've been sitting here listening to her. I can't stand it anymore. I'll stop it. Why bother with it? Come on to bed, Kay. Please. There's no use sitting there. It won't help her. Yeah. Nothing can help her. But maybe I can help you. Me? It was my fault. Mine. I was the reason it happened. It killed her, and it'll kill you and me, too, unless I stop. No, don't say that. It's true. But why should you be hurt? I'm to blame, not you. Listen, Flo. I'll go out there. There? Out there to the graveyard. What? I'll talk to her. Okay. I'll, I'll tell her I didn't mean to do it. No. But I didn't know where I was dancing. Maybe somehow it'll hear, listen to me, and, and then it won't hurt oh, you. No, no, I won't let you go out there. It'll kill but you. Florence. It'll kill you, too. Florence. Florence. No, no, I'll hold you. You can't go. You can't. All right. Come on to bed, Kay, please. In the morning, in the morning things will be different. But it won't. Nothing will hurt us. And then they're right outside the door. They won't let anything get at us. Okay, please come to bed. Yeah. We'll, we'll pray. Pray? I 
I don't exactly know how. Just say anything. Anything. Like this. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Now you. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Kate, can you sleep? I can't sleep anymore. Kate, tomorrow, I mean, when it gets light and everything, do you think people will believe it? Do you think so, Kate? I'm not quite sure what happened. I always used to be so sure about things. And now I... Kay? Kay, where are you? Kay, where... The window. She went out the window. She's gone out there. To the graveyard. To talk to it. Okay, why did you go? Why did you go? I'll go out there, too. We should be so frightened out there alone. I'll go, too. I'll go, too. Oh, so cold. Hands. No, so sharp. Cutting my legs. Oh, why did you go out there, Kay? Why did you? I've got to find you. Wind. Oh, why doesn't the wind stop? Blow, blow, thou winter wind. Thou art not so unkind as. <laughs> I'm gonna find you. It's snowing. I love snow. And I didn't like snow. Where are you, Kate? Where are you? I lost my way. I lost the road. Where are you, Kate? Kate, where are Okay. Oh, I heard you, Kate. I heard you. I'm coming to you, Kay. We'll talk to it. We'll talk to it together. We'll tell it we didn't mean any harm, won't we, Kay? Won't we? Oh, Edna. We can't help her, Kay. We can't help Edna. But I'm coming to help you, Kay. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yes, I hear you. I hear you. I'm coming, darling. I'm coming to help. I'm coming to help you. I'm coming. I'm coming. I hear you. I hear you calling my name. I hear you. Yes. Yes, I hear you. I hear you. Where are you? Where are you? No! This way, Hooper. They must have come this way. <laughs> Climbing out the window like that in the middle of the night. They must have gone crazy, the both of them. Well, let's not worry about that now. We've got to find them. Here, give me that lantern. What is it, Doc? What have you found? A shoe. One of the girl's shoes. My gosh, stuck in the snow. 
We're going the right way. Come on, move fast. We've got to get to them. Doc, look at this. What is it? Over there. Ain't these footprints? Yes. Yes. Yes, that's right. Footprints. Hello, up ahead. Hello. Doc, we're, we're getting pretty close to the old burying grounds. Well, maybe. Oh, look here, Doc. Let's not be fools. Let's wait till morning. What? Let those frightened girls freeze to death? Get along. But, Doc, I... You come uh, with me or the whole town will know what a yellow-livered no-good you are. All right. All right. You don't have to get so sore, Doc. Hello? Hello? Anybody up there? Hello? Doc. Doc, look. What? There they are. Up ahead. Glory be, they're alive. The both of them. Come on. Doc. Doc, look at them. That's the burying ground up there. And they're dancing. Dancing on the graves. What? They must be out of their heads. Come on. We've got to stop them. Doc. Doc, wait for me. Oh, Doc, it's... It's dark again. Where are they, Doc? Where are the girls? Have they... Have they stopped dancing? Yes. Huh? They've stopped dancing. Did... Did they ever dance? What are you talking about, Doc? We saw them. We saw them dancing in this place with our own eyes. Did we? The moonlight. Here it comes again. See with your eyes again. <gasps> oh, no. Both of the girls froze stiff to the ground. Each with her head crushed by a tombstone. Um, Mr. Obler, would you mind telling us, me, whether there actually are such things as poltergeists? All I can tell you is this. There are authenticated records in existence that in the city of London on the 27th day of April, 1872, from four in the afternoon on a Thursday until half past eleven at night, a certain room in a certain house was deluged by stones thrown from no apparent source. The London police surrounded the house, but they found no trace of whoever or whatever was throwing those stones with a murderous violence. I, uh, I see. So much for poltergeist. It is later than you think. This is Arch Obler bringing you another in our series of stories of the unusual. And once again we caution you, these Lights Out stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely... 
If you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. And now, if you haven't already done so, turn off your lights now. And listen to Revolt of the Worm. All I can do is sit and think and wait. Wait for the floors to lift and the walls to crash. Facts. Think of facts. Yes, a journal of facts. Think how it began. Why it's happening. Journal of facts until the walls crash in and the thick flesh. Charles Prentice. There's a fact. Chemist and fool. Fool. Run away. Run away. Run away. Run away, Run away from reality. War. 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 Run away. You mean we're going to live in this godforsaken place, Charles? Yes, Claire, I remember. You did say that. And I said... Of course we're going to live here. It's ideal for my work. But we're so far away from everything, Charles. So far away from what? Your friends? My friends? All right, Charles. Whatever you say, Charles. You never disagreed with me, did you, Claire? Why, it's so quiet up here, it's almost as if we were out of this world. Yes, I remember. Young Jackson, you did say that. I like working with you, sir. Why, up here, it's almost as if we were out of this world. Out of the world. I wanted to be out of the world. Hide. Until it's over. Yes, why not? Why not? What are you going all the way up there for, Prentice? To do my work, of course. But who cares about propagating new varieties of roses at a time like this? The times have nothing to do with it. I'll do what I please. I'll do what I please. But, Prentice, to leave suddenly like this, it doesn't make sense. Roses are fine in normal times, but a chemist of your ability? In times like these, certainly, there's more productive work that you could do. I'm not interested in your opinions. I'll do what I please. You hear me? Do what I please. Do? What I please. Yes, sir. Everything's ready, sir. Greenhouse. All ready for you, sir. One week ago, Wednesday. Does the wind always blow up here, Charles? Eh? I said the wind. Does it always blow like that? Why? Frightening. Mighty less frightening than the things that are happening back in the city? I suppose so. I know so. Where's that boy? Jackson. Yes, sir. The phosphates, are they ready yet? Uh, not quite, sir. Well, get them ready. Every one of the plants. We work late tonight. Very late. Work late and hard. That was the answer to everything. Chemist, if your ability. In times like these, there certainly must be more important work than propagating roses that you could do. A chemist of your ability. In times like these, there certainly must be more no, important. No, I wouldn't think of that, I told myself. Wouldn't think of that. Roses. Yes, develop the greatest rose in the world. That would be my answer to them. While they bombed and burned, I'd develop the largest rose the world had ever known. And when the world settled down again, I'd come back and bring the rose to them, and they wouldn't care if I had run away. My plan. Why did it go wrong? Claire, why did it go wrong? Claire... No. Dead. You're dead. They killed you. Dead as I'll be dead. If I could only think, why did it go wrong? Well, I put the solution that's left over, Mr. Prentice. Yes, I do remember. That was it. Oh, gosh, Mr. Prentice, I'm trying to understand, but I'm so tired. You must keep working. The only salvation is to work. What's salvation got to do with roses? Don't be impertinent. Do your work. 
Yes, sir. Two cc for each plant, and careful, don't let any of it touch the stem. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You weren't very happy, were you, Jackson? Those were things you couldn't understand. It isn't that I, I don't want to work, Mr. Prentice. It, it's just that I'm all mixed up. These roses. Why do I have to pour this stuff on them every hour on the hour? It doesn't make sense. Hormones, sure, I know what they are. Secretions from the glands in the human body. Sure, I know what they're for. Make us grow and everything. I get it. That, that's what you try to do with the roses and make them grow fast and big. But how do you know these hormones will work on plants, Mr. Prentice? And how do you know how much to give them? And, and how big will the roses grow, Mr. Prentice? Questions. Everlasting questions. But now I ask them, why did it go wrong? Thursday. Thursday? What do I remember? Well, I throw the hormone mixture that's left over, Mr. Prentice. Mr. Prentice, I said, well, I throw the hormones... Go away! Me. Can't you see that I'm working? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. I remember. Friday. What a Friday. Friday night. <laughs> Yes. Is that you? Yes, Charles. What are you doing walking out here in the dark? It's a lovely night. Romantic at your age. I just like the night. You women, come back to the house. All right. Crazy walking around in the dark. That, oh, what's the matter with you? Can't you walk? If I hadn't caught you... It's slippery. What are you talking about? It's all slippery around here. Don't talk foolishness. But it is. By George. You're right. What? Stand still. I'll light a match. I had some. Yes. Now, we'll see what... Charles, stop grabbing. What? <laughs> worms. What? Can't you see? Just ordinary earthworms. Nightcrawlers. You just walked over a few of them. Now, oh, you women with your fears and your squeamishness. Walked on a few worms and you make more noise and more fuss. Yes, I remember. Friday night. The extra hormone solution, where will I throw it, Mr. Prentice? Mr. Prentice, where will I throw the extra hormone solution? Saturday. And then the night. Jackson! Jackson, where are you? Jackson, I told you to stay in the house. Jackson, where are you? It's time to feed the plants. Jackson, where are you? He's not Claire. here, Charles. Claire, you startled me walking up like that. I didn't mean to. That infernal boy, where is he? Have you seen him? He's not in the house. But I told him not to go out. I told him only an hour ago he's got to work all night. The plants must be watered every hour on the hour. He went out. Well, why didn't you stop him? Now I have to go chase after him. Jackson! Jackson, are you out there? Come in. Charles, what? What did you think it was? Thunder. It's starting to rain. Shut the door. Shut the door, I say. But the boy... If he hasn't the sense to come in out of the rain, it's just too bad. I've got enough to do with worrying about my roses without worrying about him. And don't you go out after him. He'll come back. He'll come back. Saturday night. And when it was day again... Charles, Charles, wake huh? up. Please huh? wake up. Oh, where? You're on the couch. You fell asleep on the couch. Charles, oh. get up right away. Oh, what's the matter with you? Why should I get up? What difference does it make? Listen to me, please. 
The boy, he isn't back yet. Huh? Jackson, he isn't back yet. Charles, where can he be? The storm, you slept, I waited. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Have you looked in his room? I just came from there. Charles, where could he have gone to? All through the oh, storm. Oh, stop talking so much and let me get up. Don't see. Oh. Must you follow me? Why didn't you wake me up? Why did you let me sleep? I must have fallen asleep, too. I opened my eyes. It was day. Oh, Charles. Oh, stop old Charlesing me. Crazy young fool, so he spent the night outside. So what's the difference? Teach him a lesson. Well, no wonder he isn't back yet. Fog like this, it's as bad as night. Charles, I... All right, all right. What am I supposed to do? Go wandering through fog like a bloodhound, like a fool? Don't worry, he'll be back. He'll be back. But you never did come back, did you, Jackson? When the sun came out and that everlasting wind came up and lifted the fog. Charles, Charles, come here. Where? Uh, where are you? Back at the house, Charles. Come quickly. Oh, oh what is it? What do you want now? The boy isn't around. I've looked everywhere. Now, Charles, what... what's happened back here? What? Look at the ground. Well, what? Who plowed this ground up? Plowed? Yes, certainly plowed. Can't you see? Some crazy drunken fool plowed up the ground. But during the night? Charles, how could that be? You believe what you see, don't you? It's that boy. What? Yes, that Jackson went crazy, found a plow, tore up the ground and ran away. Went out of his mind, that's it. The boy's gone crazy, tearing up the ground. Gone crazy. Gone crazy. And then, that night, that same night after I thought Jackson had gone crazy, run away, I went back to my work, Sunday night. Charles, Charles, can I speak to you? Charles, please stop your work and talk to me. Haven't you lived with me enough years to know I don't like to be interrupted when I'm working? But I'm frightened. Are you? Really? Charles, stop it. Are you out of your mind? Yes, maybe I am. What did you say? Maybe I am crazy. All right, maybe I am. That's the only way I could have lived with you all these years. What? Endured your selfishness, your unbelievable selfishness. Well... Everything's for you for 20 years, everything for you. Now, that's enough. Your work, your pleasures, what you think, what you want, everything for you, nothing for anyone else. Will you the shut up? The gentle little Mr. Prentice, the scientist, the good husband who never lifts his voice. Mother in heaven, I'd rather be married to a fool with a heart in him than you. Well, I... You haven't got a heart. You never had a heart. It's you, you, and no one else, and that boy can be dead out there and you don't care. And I can be dead and you don't care as long as you're safe and doing what you want to do. Will you go away and let me go on with my work? Charles, Charles, I'm fighting that boy. Now there are noises. I'm asking you for the last time to go away and let me do my work. But listen to me. You've been out here all night. I've been in the back of the house alone, and I've been listening, and I didn't want to come in here, but I had to. Charles, things I said, I meant them. For years, I've meant them. All right, that doesn't matter. But I tell you this, there's something outside the house. Find out what it is, Charles. Twenty years ago, I thought you were an irrational woman. I thought I'd trained you out of that irrationality. I was wrong. I'll humor you just this once, but never again. Where are these noises? At the back of the house. The lantern handed to me? Yes. Thank you. You're frightened. You don't have to go with me. I want to know... What? 
that you're a fool? Well? Well, what am I supposed to hear? There's nothing. Hello out there. Hello. Well, what now? Listen. To what? Listen. To what? I... I thought... You heard the wind whistling through the cracks in your brain. Come into the house. Charles, wait. Wait for... Uh... Here? Yeah. So what? Give me the lantern. If it's that boy... Oh, it could be him, couldn't that it? That crazy young fool playing practical jokes. If I get around the corner of the house and... <laughs> What's going on here? Charles. Something moving under the ground. Yes. So dark. Can't quite make out. Charles. What is this? I don't know. I don't know. Animal of some sort? Take me back to the house. Oh, go yourself. Moon will come out of the clouds. See what this is. Give me the lantern, Charles. No, I want to see. The house is back there. Turn around and go back to it. Go ahead. All right. All right. Yes. It is something burrowing. Infernal moon come out. I'd see there. Coming out now, I'll see what... Holes. Holes in the ground all over. What are they? Who... Bomb craters? But that isn't possible. No. Animal burrows. But what animal could make a hole four feet across? What animal? Where? Where are you? Claire! So dark, I can't see you. Claire! Where are you? Claire! Claire! Where are you? Claire! Yes, Claire. Claire! I ran through the night looking for you. The echo of my voice is still in my ears. Looking for you and the moon was under the clouds and I couldn't see and I couldn't find you. And then I did. You had fallen into one of those craters one of those holes in the ground. I couldn't see you, but I could hear you. But which one of the holes? They were all over ground, pockmarked with them. I ran around in the dark. I could hear you, but couldn't find you. And then, the moon, it was out again. Oh, blast the moon. Why did it come out? If it hadn't come out, I wouldn't have seen. And my head... Stop it, stop it, stop it, Claire. Stop it. I can still hear you. I can still see your, your body down in that hole. As I ran toward you, suddenly I saw that something else was coming toward you. Something that glistened wet in the moonlight. Something long and slimy. A great twisting snake. Yet not a snake. Not a snake. And the fear in me made me fall to the ground. And I saw as I lay there, I saw... The thing moved toward the hole in the ground as if you weren't there. As if it were blind and couldn't see. Like a great blind worm. It was a worm. A worm. Ten, twenty, no. 
30 feet long, crawling in fright to its home in the ground. And it moved toward you, Claire. Covered you. Crushed you. You're dead, Claire. You've been dead for two days. Why should I tear out of my memory all the horror of how you died? Of how young Jackson must have died? Where will I throw the extra hormone solution, Mr. Prentice? Where will I throw the extra hormone solution, Mr. Prentice? Yes. That's very funny, isn't it, Jackson? I ran away and I was going to bring back to the world the greatest rose. But I brought back the greatest worms. The hormones you threw away soaked into the ground and into them. Hundreds of little worms burrowing under the ground, soaking into their flesh, into their life process, miraculously increasing the growth of them. Until overnight they grew and grew without limit into those terrible horrors. And they are still growing. I can hear them. For the last two days, squirming around the house and over it, great monstrous pieces of slimy flesh squirming and writhing. Hundreds of them, thousands of them, burrowing under the ground and at night coming out of the ground. I have seen them, a sea of flesh. A sea of worms. Yes, I hear you out there, you worms. You were under the ground and now there's no room underground for you, so you've come out of the ground. The world was yours first, so now you're going to take it back again. The world for the worms. You're under the house. You're lifting it. The walls will fall and crush me and I'll be dead and I want to be dead. Yes, now I know why this is happening to me. I thought I could run away from the world and what is happening in the world. You hear that, you worms out there? I thought I could run away. They're filling the room. Worms. 
all around me. The worms. The worms. Around me. The worms covering cold flesh. Obler's plays. On the whims of the night, we bring you a story whispered in the night. This is a story of revenge. The scene is the end of a mountain trail. It is night. And at the edge of a cliff that lifts 500 feet above a river far below, stand a man and a girl. The man is flashily dressed, his face smug and self-certain. As his arms go around the girl, she suddenly thrusts him away and steps back, her face tense and white. Put up your hands, Mac Weber. Yes, this gun's a real one. Put up your hands, I said. Oh, I've waited five miserable years for this. No. This isn't a hold-up, Mac Webber. I don't want your money. I'll tell you what I want. I want to see you step off the edge of this cliff. Yes, that's what I said. I want to see you walk off into nothing. I want to hear you scream as you fall. I want to see your arms and your legs twisting and reaching for something that isn't there. That's what I want, Mac Webber. So you think I'm joking? Yeah. Yeah, it's a joke. It's a joke that's filled my days and my nights ever since that night he reached for something that wasn't there. He was different than you are, Magweather. In a minute, you'll be begging for life. But he didn't beg. He went out bravely because that's the only way he knew how to be. Step back off the cliff, Magweather. Step back. You can't understand why I want to kill you. Think back, Mac Webber. Think back to that night five years ago. That night you took him up here and gave him his choice either to help you or get thrown off that edge behind you. Think back. Scared, kid. I know, Mr. Webber. Why should I be afraid? Oh, I don't know. Some people can't stand being up in high places. I don't mind. You know, it's 500 feet down that river. Back home, we kids used to go swimming in the quarry. Dive 30 or 40 feet. That was fun. What's the matter, kid? You're having plenty of fun. Mr. Webber, I want to talk to you. No, ain't that funny. I've been wanting to talk to you, too, Joe. Yeah. That's why I brought you up here to the cliff tonight. I like talk up here. I come up here lots of times at night. Sit here. Look down at the city. Ah, but I'm talking and you want to talk. Well, what's on your mind? Mr. Weber, what kind of a business are you in? What kind of talk is that? I've got to know. You giving orders now, Joe? I don't want you to get sore, Mr. Weber, but I've got to know. Believe me, I've got to. I don't like people that ask too many questions. It's a legitimate business, isn't it, Mr. Webber? Maybe I should get sore. 
Maybe I won't. You're just a big dumb punk from the farm, that's all. So let's forget it and go back to town. Come on. Wait, Mr. Weber. Maybe you ought to get sore. Please, I'd like to know right away. It's all right. The business, isn't it? Making dough, ain't you? But but things happen. I, I don't understand them. You understand the dough, don't you? Yes, but... Well, so it's all right. Make it every week. Put it in your pocket and shut your mouth. Don't be trying to think so much. You'll hurt your head. Now, are you riding back with me or are you walking back? Why don't you answer me, Mr. Weber? Three weeks working for me. I didn't know you had such a big mouth. But I only want to know what... You want to know too much. Well, maybe I... Maybe I better find myself another job. All right, kid. Maybe I better tell you all about it. What do you want to know? What's bothering you? It's the... It's the money. Huh? Well, I thought I was delivering that money to a private bank all this time. Yesterday I heard the fellas talking and... They said those other people sell the money I bring them. Yeah, sell it. It, it doesn't make sense. Don't it? No, because why should they be selling money? What would be the point of selling a dollar for less than a dollar unless the money wasn't any good, unless... Unless the money wasn't... Maybe you're answering yourself, Joe. True? Come on, I'll buy you a drink. Take your hands off. Listen. I don't like punks that raise their voices to me. I don't care what you like. I'm, I'm through. I'm quitting. What did you say, kid? Gun? What did... Didn't you have any guns like this back on the farm, Joe? Pointing a, a gun at me? But why? I... I'll give you the idea real quick, farmer boy. You came to me looking for a job. I didn't come looking for you. All right. So I gave you a job. So you keep it. Understand? Counterfeit money. I don't want a job like that. I told you. You got the job. You keep it. But I... I, I want to tell you something, Hunt. It's 500 feet straight down from here. And once in a while, a guy gets tired of living. And he jumps off. So the cops pick up what's left, and that's all. And once in a while, some guy that ain't tired of living... He jumps off. And all the way down, he wants to keep on living. But when he hits the bottom down there, he's just as dead as the rest of them. You get what I mean, kid? You can't make me do what I don't want to do. Fake money that's criminal, let's... Shut up. So I can't make you do what you don't want to do. Listen, farmer boy. I'm going to tell you something else. All over the world today, there are punks like you doing things they don't want to do. And the guys like me that are making them do it are the guys that are sitting right up on top. Now look, Mr. Weber. It's like I said. You do what you're told. The way I tell you to do it. Because if you don't, on a night like this, you're going to be flying out over the edge. And when you hit the bottom, there may be a couple of questions there. But you won't be asking them. Now get going, punk. So now you remember, Mac Weber. Joe Warner. That's right. No, I wasn't his girl. I was 
His wife. Wife. I'll get up and shut the window. No, 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 don't. I've got to get some air in the place. What's the matter with you? Nothing. All these hours I've been lying here knowing you were awake. Tell me what's the matter, Joe. Let's get out of here. What? It's time. Let's get out. Back to the farm. But Joe. What good is it here for either of us? Joe, you're not serious. I am. I'm asking you, what good is it for you or me? Joe, you're talking crazy. You ask me and I'm telling. You need me weeks. You haven't been happy? With you, yes. Just that... I want to go back to the farm. I... I don't know what to say. We talked that out, I thought, so long ago. I... Julie, I'm not made for the city. I'm not fitted, I tell you. My hand. They're for hard work. My head, I, I haven't got the right kind of brain. I need a brain like a rat to get along in this town. So what's come over you? You've been doing so well. You got such a fine job. Yeah. Making so much money. Why, my father never made in a month what you make in a week. I, I've been so proud of you. Julia. I don't spoil everything now. All my life I've had nothing. For the first time I'm beginning to live the way I've wanted to. Don't spoil that, Joe. Just because the night is so hot and it's hard to sleep. And you're tired and want to talk crazy. Let me stay here where I'm alive and happy. All right. All right. He wanted me to be happy. So he didn't say anything more about anything that was troubling him, about you. And he went on doing what you wanted him to. Until that night. Remember that night, Mac Webber? Okay, Joe. We wait here. But I don't understand. You talk so much. Stay back here. Mac said he pick us up with Dan and he will. There he is. Come on. Come on, I tell you. Walk slow. I don't know what this is all if about. I want to tell you, tell you. Hey, Mac. Come on, get in. Get in. Come on. Come on. Mr. Weber, what about? Where is he, Lieutenant? That thin fellow by the lamppost. Making off he's reading the paper. Sure? Yeah. Joe dropped a bundle off at Mike's like you tell him. And this fella started tailing him. He's been with us ever since. Okay. Mr. Weber, why don't you tell me what's going on? I'll get a shut your mouth. Here. Close your hand on this gun. What? Do what I tell you. Close your hand on the gun. Okay. Now, give it back to me. Hey, mister. Talking to me? Yeah. I got something for you, copper. Shot him. You shot him. Oh, I'm out. Okay. No, don't. Let me go. Let me see. No. no. The gun. How'd I go there? Mikey. Okay. Let's go. Joe died for what happened that night, Mr. Weber. But the gun was your gun, and the finger that pressed the trigger was your finger. But he died for that. With a rope around his neck, his legs twisting and reaching for ground that wasn't there the way yours are going to twist and reach. Get back, Mac Weber. No, no, I don't want to listen to you. Joe wanted to live too. The night the state took him away to die. 
We've been together such a little time. Five months. And now he's been dead. Five years. But I remember every day of those five months. Every day. From the very first one. Five minutes we were together before they took him away to die. He put his arms around me. And our cheeks were close together. And his tears were my tears. He didn't cry because he was afraid like you are. He cried because of me. Because I was going to be all alone. I'm remembering those five minutes, Magwether. I'm sorry, Joe. Five more minutes. All right, Warden. Oh, Joe. Julie. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. Please, darling. You've got to listen to me. Let's just say. Joe isn't right. It isn't. It isn't. That's what I want to talk to you about, Julie. All these days, I, I've had a chance to think. Not that I haven't done my job before. This business of right and wrong... I used to tear my hands open on the wall yelling about justice, justice. Oh, no. No, no. Listen to me without tears, Julie. I want you to understand the way I figured things out. I figured out that in life, things just happen. There's no guarantee that truth will triumph and justice reign supreme and all that stuff. That's just, well... Well, it's a pipe dream that people have had for so many years, they've got to believe it's the truth. <laughs> but I tell you, Julie, in life there's no promise that things that are right will come out right. It's something for the books and the moving pictures. But it isn't real any more than it's real that I'll stop loving you. Five minutes from now. <laughs> justice isn't something that's guaranteed in life, I tell you. I could only be sure that it'd be justice after I die. Oh, I can't stand No, no. No, don't. Don't. I'm not crying anymore. Why should I cry? Because I'll be dead. Sooner or later, everybody will be dead. The warden out there, the guards that walk me along, the poor guy that'll pull the switch, a handful of years and they'll all be dead. Yes. Even Mac Webber. So I won't let them take me out of here. I Julie. won't let them. Julie, baby, you were always the strong one. You were so much smarter than me. You are, you know. Be smart now and understand it my way. I've been lucky. Five months with you. There were such wonderful days. 
I don't think life's cheated me any. But there are guys here in death row that haven't had more than a few hours when they were really happy. Really happy, like you and I were. This place, the city, the whole world filled with plain, ordinary people who've never really been happy. Never. Cry for them, Julie. Not for me. I've had you. Time, boy. You'll have to go with me. So it was time, Mac Webber. And Joe tried to smile. And he kissed my hand. And then they dragged me away. And a few minutes later, they took him out and hung him. And when he died, I wanted to die too. But I couldn't die. Because you were still alive. Step back, Mac Webber. No, what's the use of you talking to me? I can't listen. I can't hear you. All that's in my head is that Joe's dead and you're alive and standing at the edge of the cliff. And in a minute, what I said I'd do that night, he died, I'm going to do. That night, the gates of the jail behind me, I stood there. So dark, raining. I stood there and I looked up and down the street and all that I could think of was that you were alive. And I had to find you. I didn't know where you were. I'd never seen you, only one picture of that face of yours. But I had to find you. I had to. Train after train. Town after town. Looking for you. Looking for you. I had to find you. I had to. Mac Webber. Mac Webber. Where was Mac Webber? Until at last, my money was gone. I found myself back in this town, where I'd started from. But you hadn't come back. And so I waited. Waited. Five years. And then, tonight. I'd gone to Molly so many times because they told me it was your money that paid for her place. And so I went again and again, hoping, hoping, until tonight. Well, it's a hateful little lady. Hello, Molly. <laughs> oh, so you still remember my name. Where you been? I figured you'd gone high hat and married to something. Oh, I, uh, I've been away. Oh, away, huh? Yeah, well, I bet you found out there ain't no place like the old town. I says, old places like old friends like old shoes. Nothing like them. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, speaking of shoes, mind if I sit down? Ah, got a new pair of pumps and they're killing me. I got small feet, but that dirty little drift over on 2nd Avenue. What do you don't know about fitting shoes on a lady? Oh, <laughs> say, here I'm blowing off. I bet you're dying for a drink. No, I just came in to Oh, that's okay, little lady. It's on the house. Hey, Sam, pop the big one. Up, and I don't mean on the slow plate. Say, uh, who is your name again? Julie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why have I got a chair? Well, when you stop coming in here, I says to myself, Molly, little lady's got herself a friend, I says. And you won't. So what are you staring at? That man. At the bar. Man? Oh, 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 no. Oh, no, that's not your friend. That's mine. Who is he? You know, the only one that's found out there's nothing like the old place. Hey, big fella. Mac! Mac! 
Come on over. Send him on. I want you to meet. He used to have this town right in his pocket in that kid. But he had to go away. A light guy. Well, Molly, what's on your mind? Well, can't you see? Julie, I want you to meet my friend. Mac, this is Julie. It's a nice kid. Yeah. So I see. How are you, baby? How do you do, Mr. Weber? Weber? Say, you two know each other? Never saw her before in my life. Listen, baby. How did you know my last name? Why? I knew it because I... Because I heard about you. A long time ago. Yeah? You... You were important here. I saw you a picture in the papers. You are Mac Weber, aren't you? You hear that, Molly? <laughs> Don't forget me easy around here, do they? That's okay. Thanks, Molly. Okay. Well, put him down. Put him down. Hey, I think I'll join you, ladies. Hey, bring me the bottle, Sam. Okay, Mac. You two been kidding me. What are you talking about? I think you've been around together. The look she gives you. <laughs> Can you blame her? Say, what's your name, baby? Julie. Yeah, Julie. Ah, Julie and me, we don't know each other. Do we, Julie? I never met you before. But that ain't saying we don't know each other from now on. Does it, baby? Don't listen to him. That's an old line that hangs it up every time he's in reach and distance of anything under 50. Why don't you take care of the customers, Molly? Why, I ought to bust this glass and have him take care of you. I said take care of the customers, Molly. Okay. See you later. <laughs> Funny dame, that Molly. Five years. She still thinks she's queen of the hen house. But a fellow's mind can change. Yeah. It's a free country. Why not? Oh, you seem to like the name. When you're going to get a chance to like the guy that's tied up to the handle. You're going to get a lot of chances, baby. A lot of chances. So we met at last, Mac Weather, and you couldn't understand why I didn't say much. How could I? You opposite me. I'd waited so long. What was there to say? Over and over you kept asking me, what do you know, baby? What do you know? And what I did know, I couldn't tell you. All the time I was thinking, the cliff. The cliff. Then you wanted me to go with you. And I went with you. Hey, hey, slow up, slow up, baby. Take it easy. What are you trying to do, commit suicide? That's better. You gotta admit you can drive, babe. But after all, this ain't exactly a racetrack climbing up here. Hey, tell me, what do you think of my car, huh? It's a fine car. You're telling me? You got any idea what this boat cost me? No. Fifteen grand. Cash on the line. But that's how I am. The best of everything. And that's why I go for you, babe. Do you? Really? Sure. The minute I laid eyes on you, I says to myself, Mac, I says, there she is. It's getting very dark. Here, I says to myself, Mac, 
There's the kind of baby you could do things for. The kind will really appreciate the dough you spend. Say, you listening to me? Uh, yes. Yes, I'm listening. Well, you wasn't looking at me. I can't. The winding road. You know, I can't figure you dames out at all. Here I got a swell place to go to. Forty grand it cost me to fix it up five years ago, not counting the furniture. But no, it ain't what you want. You gotta go driving up to the cliff. The cliff? What's the matter? What do you say, the cliff like that? Uh, I only mean that, well, up there we'll, we'll be all alone, won't we? <laughs> now you're talking. Baby, you sure got me nuts about you. Have I? Really? Yeah. Like I was saying, the minute I laid eyes on you at Molly's, I said to myself, Mac Weber, here's a new number's okay. And when I saw you giving me the eye, say oh, I... Oh, no, no, be careful. Careful? With a swell bundle like you? But the road, I can't drive it. Okay, okay. But step on it, will you? If you gotta go to the top of the mountain to be nice, let's get there. Yeah, let's get there. Oh, you're here, Mac Webber, and you're going to die. No, I've talked enough. No, I tell you, I can't hear you. All I can hear in my head is this. Step back, Mac Webber. I'll give you three seconds to... No. No. Stand where you are. Don't come closer. I'll shoot. I swear I will. I'll do it. Ah! <laughs> All I've lived for these five years was to find you. And then tonight, my flesh crawled every time I looked at you. Yes, yes, that's what I said, my flesh. It crawled and it squirmed when you touched me. But I let you because I'd do anything to get you up here on the cliff. But now, I've failed. So I'll bless the bullets you send in them. No. No. Stay away from me. Stay away from me. Don't touch me. Don't! Don't! Oh, don't listen to him. He says you're dead and you can't help me. Don't listen! Only the brave could face the dangers of the early western United States. And throughout the new territory, none could match the courage of the masked rider of the plains. He led the fight for justice over overwhelming odds. He united the settlers against outlaws and hostile Indians. It was he more than any other man who brought law and order to the lawless frontier. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for Wildfire. Huddle's waiting for us. Huddle's still away. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had reined up in a grove of cottonwoods about 20 miles from the little town of Wildfern. The masked man had lifted the saddle from Silver's back and was preparing to rub him down when the great stallion broke away. Steady there, boy. 
see that tunnel? Oh, him act plenty funny. He's trembling. What's the matter, Silver? Don't you want to rub down tonight? No, him stand all right. I think I'll take a look at his shoes. He may have a stone wedged in his hoof or... <laughs> Easy, boy. Him not act like that before. Steady, fellow. Plenty funny. There's nothing wrong with his hoof or the shoe. He isn't lame. I can't understand it. Him tired, maybe. This moon and moon afore, we ride many miles. That may be it. We have been covering a lot of ground, and... Toto, there's one thing I've noticed. I wonder if it means anything. What's that? Whenever we ride toward the west, he seems to be ready and willing. If our trail lies to the east, it's hard to keep him headed in the right direction. Him look to west now? Yes. If it weren't for my command, I think he'd break away and race across the plain. Oh, him not leave you. You know what lies to the west. Wildfern, not far. Hundreds of miles beyond Wildfern. That's where Mustang Mag have ranch. Even beyond their ranch. Oh, there, valley where, where you find silver. His home, the place where he was born. Could it be that he wants his freedom? You want to leave me, boy? <laughs> him nuzzle you. Him not want to leave you. We're partners, aren't we, fella? But still, there's something wrong. It must be that he needs a rest. We'll see that you have it, Silver. What you mean? We'll head for Mag's ranch, and when we get there, we'll turn Silver loose on the range. That plenty good idea. You've earned the rest, old boy, and you'll... Hello. What matter? The sun went down an hour ago. A red glare in the sky. It's not from sun. It's fire. And that's just about where Wildfern is. Maybe Indian. Plenty Apache around here. Settle up. Huh? Sorry, Silver. You got your rest. There's work to be done tonight. Might be that band we heard about at Diamond Falls, Tonto. Uh, Half-breed lead them. They race into town after dark, set fire to a few places. And when the settlers run to the church, the schoolhouse, they loot their homes. Oh, Half-breed smart. Are you ready? Uh, get him on, Chicago. Come on, Silver. And meanwhile, in the little town of Wildfern. Savages! They're in the town. I'll get the rifles. Look, look out there. More fire arrows. Indians, they're coming! The hand replaces done for. Open the door, Mary. It's Steve and Jake. Take the south window, Steve. Let him have it. Don't close the door yet. Hanford's coming right behind us. Here he comes. Hanford's place is going up in smoke, Bates. I've seen it. Shut the door. Shut the door behind me and lock it. we got to keep those savages out of here. What window will I take, Bates? That one. And keep the lead fly. Come on, boys. Hard to see by the moon, but it is. Masked man and an engine. I'll give them what's there. Boy, that gun. Rain up, I'll blow you into kingdom come. You don't need that. We're friends. Friends? None of the men are left around here, but I can handle skunks like you. What do you mean, none of the men are left? They're riding after the rest of your gang, and now bring them back, too. Now get out of your saddles and reach for the sky. You make big mistake. This Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger? Ah, we want to help you. Oh, mister, then ride after the boys and help them bring those crooks in. Which way'd they go? Straight out of town to the west. Come on, Silver. Get them up. Come What matter, Kimosabe? Look at the trail. There's something strange here. Ah, plenty horse turn off trail. 
Plenty more. Go straight on. Could it be that the Indians turned off and the posse didn't catch the sign? No. Indian pony go on. And the posse turned aside. Huh? There's only one explanation for that. Them take cover to right. They could have seen us coming from this ridge. And wait for us. Them think us out all, maybe. Steady, boy. Silver not want to stay. It better we ride on ahead of posse. Follow Indian ourselves, huh? Not until I've had a talk with our leader. Stay where you are. Don't make a move. Here they come. Keep guns on them, boys. Hey, but you are. One's a redskin. Where's the rest of the pack? The masked man's the leader right enough. There was a mob of them in town. Let's take the two and string them up. Take it easy. Let Bates do the talking. So you're the leader of the posse, Bates? Yeah. And I reckon you led the raid on Wildfern. We were 20 miles away. That's a likely story. They're the ones, all right. We heard there was a white man leading the redskins. Well, there he is. Bates. Well? You're mistaken. We were camped 20 miles to the east of Wildfern. But we'd heard about the band of Indians with a breed for a leader. And when we saw the glare in the sky, we knew what was happening. I'll show you did. It was right there. We rode to town as fast as we could. But, of course, the raid was all over when we got there. We followed your trail this far, and, and that's then... that's all the farther you're getting. We had nothing to do with the raid. There'll be no more wasting time with words. Take off your mask and guns and go ahead of us to town. We'll give you a fair trial before you're hung. Bates, I'm not going to take off my mask or guns. No? And we're not going back to town with you. We're going to try and run down that pack of savages. You aren't the only ones who have suffered at their hands. There have been lots of other people. That's their trail ahead of us, and we're going to follow it. Not while I still got a gun in my hand. You must have seen us coming up the trail. We just came from town. We couldn't be part of the gang. I thought you'd bring that up sooner or later. What? Your smart tricks aren't going to do you any good. We figured it all out while we was waiting for you. Figured out what? You left town with the engines, but you cut away from the trail after a while and waited for us to get past you. Then you were going to catch up with us and offer to help catch the gang. That's exactly what we want to do. Yeah? And if we followed your lead, we'd never catch them. We're not asking to lead you. Go ahead, follow the trail. A bird in the hand's worth two in the bush. By the same token, two crooks captured are better than a dozen that ain't. Now your guns and be quick. If my guns are drawn, they'll be used to blast a weapon from any man who starts to squeeze a trigger. Big talk from a man that's facing half a dozen shooting irons. Tato and I are leaving here to follow the trail. Tato knows and understands the savages. Perhaps you'll find some way to outwit their leader. Hand over your guns or we'll open fire. Sorry, Bates. Perhaps I'll need you and your men before we're finished. I don't want to be looked on as an enemy. Take his gun, Steve. I figure not shoot. Don't come closer, Steve. We're nervous. Reach for your gun. You'll take lead between the eyes. Keep the redskin covered, Hanford. I am. Get back, Steve. All right, you're asking for this, mister. I'm sorry. My gun hand, my hand is smashed. Great Scott, did you see that lightning draw? The rest of you keep back. Come, Tonto. Shoot him, drill the critter. He smashed my hand. The bullet never touched your hand, only your gun. Wait. See you again, Bates. Gentlemen, scout. Hail Silver. Give me a gun. I'll drill him. Hold it. Don't fire. He's getting away. Quiet. Didn't you hear him call his horse Silver? Great land of Goshen, that man's the Lone Ranger. I never saw a dry clap before. I didn't even see his gun come up at us that fast. Now what do we do, Bates? Follow the trail, that's all we can do. Follow the trail and see where it takes us. All right, come on. An hour before dawn, the Lone Ranger and Tonto reined up at the top of a ridge watched the faint glow of a campfire, almost hidden by the trees below them. Their camp, all right. Men not stay there long. We'll get as close as we can. <laughs> Quiet, boy. Well, with Silver acting the way he is, the horse had better stay here. Ah. I think I'm going to hobble him. Not good. You tie rope to leg. Then we get close to camp and try to find out what breed an Indian do now. Yes. We're on our own, Tonto. The posse's a long way behind us. <laughs> I'll take care of cashing the loot, Blackhawk. 
Not until the right time comes. And we're going to keep traveling for a while. Uh. We're going to find something worth more than all the jewelry and money in that bag. What you mean? A horse. We got plenty of horses. Oh, not like this one. The whole engine from the mountains told me about him. Huh? Just a colt. Running wild in a mountain valley. Pure white with a black star in the forehead. Engines say faster than Lone Ranger silver. Uh, cold like that worth plenty of money. Ah, uh, fortune. He's gonna belong to us. We break camp now. Move plenty fast. Uh, the faster the better for me. <laughs> There they go, Tonto, heading west. We've got to find some way to stop them until the posse can catch up. Uh, Our plan might work, and we'll have to get ahead of them to try it. Not easy. When Silver head west, him go like wind. He'll have his chance. Come on, boy. Get him off the couch. Tell the young man to keep back, keep quiet, Hawk. Manago. Mask man and engine. Yeah, they're bearing something, huh? Black Hawk, see. Them saddlebags. Yeah. Yeah, they're crooks. They're bearing their loot just like we did back away, huh? Why we not catch them? Get money for us. Well, we don't have to fight for it. They leave it there. Hey, yeah, see. Mask man getting on his horse. Ah, beauty in it. Mm. But if that calls anything like... Yeah. There he goes. Guess the redskin's gonna stay. Not wait here long. You're right. Better close in on him. Me tell men. Now I wait. I'll go out first, acting like I'm Pilgrim. Get him off guard so he can't reach with his guns. You stay here, the rest of the men, Blackhawk. I'll signal when you're to come. Yeah, fetch my horse with you. Mm, we wait. I'll go out where you can see me now. Hi there. Who come? Me. Pilgrim lost my way. Eh, yeah, sure sight, sore eyes find anything look like human. <laughs> Maybe you can tell me how to get to civilization, eh? A new pine town. Long way to south. Uh, south. What town is it? It's called Never mind answering. You still reach for guns. Come on, Hawk. Oh, Hawk is. What do you want, you oh, Take his guns, Hawk. You two, take up what he's buried. We'll see what it is. Uh, what you want? Hey, you're traveling with us, Redskin. We've seen you with that mask, hombre. We hanker to know what you two hid, your loot. There ain't room around here for two gangs, and my outfit is the one that's going to stay. Here, bag. Open him up. Let's see what's in him. Are uh, you not finding anything there? Keep close watch on the Redskin. We don't want to take no chances of letting him get away. Here, what in saddlebag? Your papers. Yeah, hey, let me see this. Maps, drawings, eh? Well, this here calls for some talk on the Redskins' part. Take him with us. We'll listen to what he has to say. Maybe if he's willing to help us out, he'll see another sunset. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Now to continue our story. The men from Wild Fern, following the trail of Breed Conway and his renegades, found that it led through a stretch of woods. Bates, I've noticed something about this trail I don't like. What's that, Steve? 
This here trail the Redskins made started out as a solid path. It was easy to follow. It ain't easy now. That's just what I was getting at. You know what them foxy critters have done? What? They had one of the men drop out of the trail and sneak off into the woods. Then a little later, they had another one do the same, then another. One at a time, they left the trail and shoved off to the side. Till now, by thunder, I'll bet we ain't found a track of more than one or two of them. So that's it. Yeah. The ornery critters that snuck off to one side have disappeared. Likely they'll join up with each other at some secret hiding place. I always heard this outfit was a sly pack of wolves. The ornery murdering polecats. Here we spent half the day for nothing. Well, ain't no use going on. I reckon there ain't, Steve. We may as well turn back home. The sooner we get there, the sooner we'll be able to start rebuilding the houses that was burned down. I'd sure give a lot to catch up with them coyotes. Who wouldn't? Hold on. I hear hoofs. Yeah? What direction? That way. Where I'm pointing. Come on, Silver! It's him. The masked man coming back this way. There he comes. Look at that horse travel. If we had horse flesh like that, we might have a chance of locating these killing redskins. I've got the drop on you, men. I want to talk, but I'll not be captured. It's all right, Lone Ranger. We know who you are now. Why didn't you tell us in the first place? I didn't think you would have heard about me. Not heard? <laughs> That's something to laugh about, even though I don't feel like laughing. Not heard of the Lone Ranger? Man, I'm glad you know that I'm on your side. I thought I might have to make you chase me to get you where you're needed. Where? North of here, a long ride to the north. The Redskins? If you come with me, I think there'll be a chance to get them. For that chance, as slim as it might be, I'd ride from here to Kingdom Come. Me too. We're with you. Only don't let that white stallion out to full speed. We can't keep up with you. Lead the way, Lone Ranger. Come on, Silver. Oh, The Lone Ranger and the Townsmen arrived at the place where Tonto had been left. They found the saddlebags gone and no sign of human life around. Well, here we are. Where are we? They've been here. Tonto was right. They did watch us. Where's your friend now? I think Tonto has been captured. Are those killing the Apaches? Yes. They'll do for him. That's what I was afraid of when I left Tonto there alone. But he seemed to think he could handle the situation. Which way'd they go? I don't know. This ground don't hold tracks at all. Too stony. Ain't Tonto left sign of any sort to give you a lead? I thought he would, but he hasn't. They didn't give him a chance. Well, now what do we do? The only thing we can do is wait and count on Tonto. to the north, Reed Conway and his Indians came to a halt from their camp. They cut the ropes that had lashed Tonto to the saddle. All right, Redskin, stand down now. We'll have a dog, huh? What? What you want? Yeah, this here note was in the saddlebag. Say something about a lot of easy money you can be had for the taking. What about that? I like no where's all that easy money be had for the taking. No, me, not talk. Uh, don't be too quick to say that, Injun. We got plenty way loosening up stubborn tongues. Me not talk. Look, Injun. That there redskin named Blackhawk. Maybe you heard of him, huh? He said to be about the cruelest gent that ever lived. There ain't nothing too painful for him to watch and enjoy seeing. Oh, me not afraid torture. Huh? Well, maybe that ain't gonna be necessary. Maybe you like throw in with us, huh? You tell us where cash is at, we'll see that you don't regret it. Then, friend with mask, shoot. Him get plenty mad at Tonto. Tonto, uh, that your name? Not right. And maybe a friend with a mask would never get a chance to get mad at you. If we was on your side, we uh, could get him out of the way. Mm, maybe. What you say, Tonto? 
You'd like plenty of cash now, wouldn't you? Mm, money not good. Not good? It don't make sense. I don't know of anything better than money. Money good only to spend. Buy things. Tonto go spend money. Lawman capture Tonto. I see. You figure that you not be able to spend cash if you had it, eh? Not right. But what'd you spend it for? Mm, Tonto want other thing. Not cash. What other thing? Other thing like settler got. Ring for finger, jewel for neck, good medicine, good rifle, good knife, plenty horse. Hey, savvy. You want things cash will buy. Well, you step right over here. I'll show you what we'll give you. Black Hawk, roll back the rock there. Mm. Take a look there. Mm. You'll get that if you tell me what I want to know. Then you can be one of my outfit. How's that sound? Tonto, mm. think. Think it over. What's the matter with you, Blackhawk? You come. Me talk. Well, what's the grumble about? You give Redskin enemy all thing we own. Take it easy. I promise him anything to get him to tell what I want. And after I get the information, I don't have to give it to him. You let Blackhawk take care of enemy? Sure. As soon as he tells where the cash is, I don't care what you do with him. That better. Well, Tano, what do you say? No, that's not enough. What? You not got enough good medicine. You mean you want more than there is in that there box? Uh, that all right. You keep it. Meaning you don't figure to tell me what I want to know. Uh, me think. Me think it over. Well, you think it over. But don't spend too much time on it. Uh, me think it over. Tonto postponed making any decision until the sun had set and darkness had fallen. He now knew where the gang hid the stolen goods. But that was not all he hoped to accomplish. We waited long enough, Redskin. You figure on joining us and telling what you know or not? Me not tell. What? Me not tell. Oh, so you got to have your tongue loosened up, eh? Well, there's ways of doing that. Blackhawk is a good pile of quick-burning wood there. Maybe you'd like to find out how hot fire can be. I mean, not afraid. Touch her off, Black Hawk. That good. Manita! Hot fire! I'll show you that you don't get far trying to cross me, Tonto. Oh, little fire not hurt, Tonto. Oh, little fire, huh? Well, maybe big one will be better. Throw more wood on fire. Fire start good. Maybe you let Tonto think more, huh? Oh, now you want to think it over some more. You show good medicine again, Jewel. Ring, rifle. It's too late. Now you're going to talk and get nothing for it. Nothing but a chance to escape. Don't talk and you'll eat them flames. It take long time tell where eating money is. And the sooner you talk, the better. Ah, uh, to tell. Tell by and by. You tell now, Blackhawk. Keep that fire going so he'll be ready in case this creature changes mind again. Keep fire, he big. <laughs> Me tell. Long time ago, other come to West. Him pretty bad. Tonto began a long story about the first reward that was paid for the capture of a bad man in the West. He stretched the story with many explanations, while Breed Conway and the Indians listened impatiently. Come on, get to the point of what you're saying. He tells story. You listen. Tonto paused frequently and spoke slowly. When the flames of the fire died down, Blackhawk threw in fresh fuel, so the threat of torture would be as great as ever. 
finally, when he could stall no longer, Tonto reached the point of the story. Reward offered now for plenty bad men. Big reward for Breed Conway and big reward for Black Hawk. Other reward for other bad engine of gang. Hold on. You mean to say the easy money is made up of rewards? That's right. And it is us that you figure to capture for the reward. Uh, Black Hawk fish them. More wood on fire. Build up fire heat big. More wood. I should have known better than to waste a lot of time listening to you. No, we gotta do what we should have done in the first place. Get ropes on him. Me, Fix. You ain't. There's nothing more you need to say, Tonto. You're done for. Reed, you fool. Me not done for. You done for. You and whole gang. Big talk. You show Tonto where stolen things hid. Now Tonto know where jewels, gun, money, everything you steal hidden. A lot of good it'll do you. Friend, come here plenty quick. You see. No one ever yet has been able to trail us down. You forget. You make big signal fire. Signal fire? That's right. Tonto's friend, watch for fire. Him come here plenty quick now. I'll fix you. Blackhawk, never mind if I'll put it out, throw dirt on it. I'll do for this crater with a shooting iron. Come on, Silver. You hear? Friend, come now. Him see fire. Him come fast. Blackhawk, have your men spread out. Watch for anyone coming to help the prisoner. We watch them. There come Ryder. Here, Scout. Look out. Get him, Scout. Way horse. Come on, Silver. I'm the big fellow. Drop him. Keep the mask, man. Not so fast. Hurt them, Silver. Get him, Scout. Horse wild. Look out for horse. Shoot the creators. What is the matter with you? Oh, you don't breed. Not so fast. Oh, my hand. My hand is smashed. He thinks hot. Ah. rest of you stand back there and get your hands up. Hurry. Ah. You too, Blackhawk. Come on, Bates. We have them. Why didn't you wait for us? He's already got him licked. Why are you not bring an army to get us? You might well have. We brought the men from Wild Fern, Breed. You should have waited for us, mister, instead of doing this alone. I wasn't alone. Tonto was here. As soon as he heard me, he shouted to his horse. Scout kept the outlaws busy so I could close in and cut Tonto's ropes. Bates, it sure as fun it looks like the two of them was all it took to wipe up this pack. You all right, Tonto? <laughs> me all right. Did you learn where they'd hid the stolen goods? All there in box under big stone. Well, my wrist is busted. Ain't anyone going to do something for it? It'll be bandaged, Breed, but I don't think you'll live long enough for it to heal. There's a hangman's rope waiting for you. Uh, in a jail, Bill can hold me. These Indians ain't all I know. I got plenty friends. You'll be smart to let me go, mister. Jail me and see what happens. We'll take that chance, Breed. Any friends that come to rescue you will find a hearty welcome waiting for them. Uh, here, all stolen things. Good for you, Tom. Hi, Juniper, the Indian scheme sure worked out slick. But tell us, mister, what did we have done if these killers hadn't built a fire so as we could see it and know where they was? <laughs> Tonto sure bad engine Bill fire. Yes, and he was sure he could find some way to make them threaten him with torture. Just as we were sure the savages would watch us if we buried something in the Badlands. Take over, Bates. Rope them, boys. We'll march them back to town. Come on. Hey. Now, to head for Mustang Mags. Silver's more than ever in need of a good rest. A good long rest. Uh-huh. We go. Get him up, Scout. Come on, Silver. <laughs> him still want to go fast. Yes. You ride to West. Silver cold like wind. There's something calling to him out there, urging him on. Danger, maybe. There's something we can understand. Tonto wonder. So do I. Come on, old boy. Well, listeners, I hope you enjoyed your bigger than usual episode. Spent a good part of the day editing and tweaking this spread of very different old-time radio stories. We had the Lone Ranger, Poltergeist, Crazy Monstrous Worms, and the terrifying and haunting episode about her lover, 
and a cliff. And dodgy mafia shenanigans. Listeners, thank you so much for listening. I've been sick last week and I'm still not 100%. Still have a rather awful cough, but on the mend for sure. Thank you for the email saying I hope you're feeling better. I greatly appreciate it. I'll be returning to stories next week, I hope, where I can chat more and share more creepy tales. But thank you again for listening. Also, I want to thank the amazing people that support me. Firstly, my own Night Tea Titan, my mega star, Matto Star. Thank you immensely for your support, my friend. And I received your awesome email and will be sinking my teeth into it this weekend. Thank you as always for being a mega awesome superstar, Matto, and supporting me in the way that you do. It is never lost on me how much support you send my way, and for that, I am super duper grateful, mate. Cheers, you legend. And of course, my white teeth warlord, Lezuka the Bazooka, shooting my overhead costs away. Thank you immensely, man, for your kindness and your support. With your support, mate, I've been able to cover the SoundCloud hosting costs that have come in, and that's got me set for the year, you legend. Thank you, mate, for your kindness ongoing awesomeness and all-round brilliant person that you are, mate. Cheers, man. Thank you very much, Leza. Your support goes a very long way. And of course, my brilliant supporters, I'm lucky to have Chad Warren, Just Heather, Sunshine Days, Juicebox Andy, Peter Raffaele, Michelangelo Yacone, divided by zero, Leah Fassig, Alia Arcane, Paige Kramer, and Jane Gumnick. Thank you, you epically kind people. Lastly, don't forget to leave a review. I really love iTunes ones, so if you have 10 seconds spare, that goes a long way to help me find more epic people like you to listen to. Now, pour your tea, make it nice, ensure your flavoring is precise. Like a story, let it flow. Let the fables and tales take you home. It's these stories that bring us together and all the audio that reminds us of how we've changed. Stay a while, have a listen, and as always, I hope to see you again.